How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and play a girl bunny? No. Neither did I. I was, I was just asking. This is Dirt and Sprague. Oh, yeah. Gee. Yeah. Did we lock you in the dumpster one time? I got out. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. That's somebody's That's daughter, somebody's daughter, daughter up, there. up there. I was just going to say that. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Dynamite drop in money. And broadcast school has really paid off. The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Got some other NFL notes I want to get to in the final hour. And a poll question about the Pac-12. Before I do that, let me ask a question. By the way, there's another poll question up. In real time, did you like the four, fourth down decision by Dan Lanning? Oh, okay. Yes, big balls landing. No, too dicey there. I have a feeling that I'm going to be in the minority on that one. So far, you were in the majority. Oh, okay. Well, how about that? It's basically what you said. Love it. Call timeout. Put Bo Nicks in the game. Which I think Lanning's already admitted as much, but I just in real time... How many people missed the Knicks thing? Maybe just looking away at a Blazer game score. Yeah. I was—I mean, I didn't notice it. Had, being down right. there, obviously, I had no clue that he was asking to go back in the game. I just right. knew next drive, it was like, is he going to be back in the game? And there he was back in the game. Uh, we just didn't have any idea what his injury was either. We had an idea. It was like his footish, ankleish area. But I don't think we're going to have any clue all week what his injury situation is. <laughs> no, him and Cam Rising won't play. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find that out. Are we going to get a Ty Thompson backup quarterback ball? Oh, God. Uh, let me ask this question, though, first, before we get to some uh, one other college football note and that is is TCU going to do this I think TCU is going to do it you think TCU is going to do it that was uh I know the score wasn't attractive and it's kind of a bogged down college football game Texas had fewer than 200 yards of total offense for the first time in like 15 years really impressive performance by TCU's defense and every week we wonder aloud are they going to do it are they going to do it and they end up doing it I mean, I'm probably jinxing them by saying it out loud, but it, <laughs> it kind of feels like Team of Destiny stuff, man. Like it's got that vibe to it for quarterback, sure. Quarterback redemption story for Sonny Dykes, who's you know coaching in a Power Five conference again. Like hell of a story at TCU. I was happy that they beat Texas. I, w- I was too. I thought Texas was going to win that game on Saturday, uh, and I did not see it becoming a 17 to 10 slugfest. Right? You figure TCU and all their Big playmakers on the outside. They've been scoring 30, 40 points, it feels like, in every game. And then they found a way to win a game in a different style. That was a good testament to them. They're at Baylor this weekend, who I think just got throttled by Kansas State. I don't think Baylor's very good this year. Baylor scored three points, I believe. And then you get Iowa State at home. So those are your last two games of the regular season. They have already clinched a spot in the Big 12 championship game because the next closest team has two losses in conference. 
And there, I mean, it could be anybody. Kansas State's in second place in the Big Twelve, and then you got Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Texas all at four and three in Big Twelve play. Yeah. So it'll be one of those four teams that they play. Likely Kansas State. We'll wait and see on that. How cool is uh, these are the kind of things though they just they fly under the radar for like half the season. We don't believe it. The committee has them at what eighth or ninth in the first playoff poll. You're like, what? They're undefeated with four straight wins over ranked teams, and here they are. It has that vibe to it of team of destiny. And now we'll see with the Big Twelve can avoid having the same fate as the Pac-12 back-to-back years because they also are good at cannibalizing themselves outside of those dominant Oklahoma teams that were dominant in the conference and couldn't win a playoff game. Remember last year, if Oklahoma State wins the, the Big 12 championship game, they're in. They're in it, yeah. And they lose at the one-yard yeah. line, and Baylor kept them yeah. out, and they went on to the Sugar Bowl. So we'll see if the Big 12 could avoid the same fate as the Pac-12. I, I think with all the chaos that happened in the rankings this weekend, um, you know, USC beats Colorado, but, like, who cares? Oregon falls, UCLA falls. It's pretty evident to me, if USC can win out, then okay. I'll be wrong here. I I just don't believe that they will, but let's hold that opinion. I think that it's set up for Tennessee to get in this thing because I'm not convinced the committee's keeping Ohio State and Michigan in. I think if Georgia takes care of LSU and then let's say TCU runs the table – I think even if Georgia lose, I mean they lost the SEC title game last year and they still made it at twelve and one. I don't think they're losing though. That's kind I don't of my either. point. I think they're just a step above everybody else, right? Softy said it on Friday. They're in a league by themselves, and the rest of us are just playing for second place. Yep. But I think Ohio State, Michigan will knock one of the other out. I think it's set up right now for TCU to get right back in that thing, and so we'll see what the rankings are this week with all the chaos that happened in the top twenty-five, but. I think it's set up again to have two SEC teams, a Big Ten team, and a Big 12 team. Can you imagine if TCU finds a way to lose? Say they lose to, to Baylor randomly this weekend. There's sure. an upset. And then you get a close like 31-28 game between Ohio State and Michigan, and you get two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams in the playoff. I <laughs> I just don't want to see it. I don't either. I, I'll tell you, I, I hate the SEC bias stuff, but like I also have to admit, Tennessee is fun to watch. They I, are. I would want Tennessee in the playoff. Now, what... Tennessee probably gets rewarded by playing Georgia in the first game because, you know, they're outside of the four right now. They didn't do that last year, though. They didn't make Alabama and Georgia play in the first round. They let them play other teams knowing that they're probably going to meet in the playoff. And I'll argue for Tennessee. But but there's no conceivable path if TCU takes care of it and Ohio State-Michigan play, and then they take care of the Big Ten title game, which they should because the other division is horrible, awful. Yeah. There's no path for Tennessee to jump TCU or a Big Ten team. No. There's no reason that that would make sense other than them going, we're hoping for an SEC championship game again. Yeah, I would hope you would at least make a play in the first round so it's not all SEC again in the yeah. in the in the championship game. I'll argue this so too, I and mean, I brought this up last week. Like Tennessee, they had a good weekend with some of the other teams that have potentially one loss conference championships losing, a UCLA going down and Oregon going down, mainly Pac-12 teams. But I would argue Tennessee deserves a shot in the playoff. Their only loss is on – I mean, they got dominated by Georgia, but who doesn't get dominated by Georgia in that game? They had to go on the road and play the number one team in the country who I think is head and shoulders above everybody else this year in college football. Like, that's a really tough game to have to play on your schedule. And so I give them the benefit of the doubt in that regard that I think they deserve a shot at going to the college football playoff. And this is the whole argument about why it should be expanded. And thinking about how much much more importance there is in an expanded playoff field – for games, I mean, just use the Pac-12 as an example. USC is the only team left with a shot to make the playoffs, so obviously they got a lot of skin in the game still. But thinking about the the stakes of, while Oregon and Utah is already a big deal, if there is a Pac-12 championship bid on the line for the playoff, 
it adds even more importance to that game. And the same thing can be said about UCLA, where you don't want to downgrade and disrespect the Rose Bowl and what it means, but it's just not the same of what it used to be in college football. And the added importance to those games and the drama late in the season, knowing, hey, if we win our conference championship, we got a shot. Hell, even the Big 12, like imagine that race for the second-place team in the Big 12, knowing that you have, if you get there, one game and you're in the playoff. Texas would still be alive. Oklahoma State would still be alive. Kansas State would still be alive. Like the drama that goes into that this weekend and the weekend after that, trying to win your conference, it would be incredible for the sport. I thought it was uh, a funny but but honest reveal where Jordan, during a commercial break, is telling us how he feels about Oregon losing that game to Washington. And while I think a lot of Duck fans would hear what Jordan would say and push back, I don't know if they would, man. I I think people I, I don't would. Know. I'm seeing. I I'll say this. I saw a growing sentiment of Duck fan because when I have my when we have our show Twitter up on on our work laptops, when I have it up at home, I see a lot of Duck fans that I don't follow on my personal account, but sure. we follow on our show page. And I saw a lot of them like already pivoted into, hey, Rose Bowl, phenomenal year. It's. I mean, it is. It is a phenomenal year, but in the same way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you want me to go? I, I just go ahead. Fire away. So, Give us your take. It is so frustrating to me. You mentioned it earlier. The the 2019 season ended up being a Rose Bowl win. Mario Cristobal's uh, champion moment as a Ducks coach. That's awesome. Okay, I get it. There are other things other than the college football playoff that that you can seek out. And only one team wins it every year. There's 120 teams in FBS. But but when Oregon has had the success that they've had leading up to this point, every single season, then you lose your coach like Mario Cristobal. And then after Willie Taggart, you keep having to get with this new coach, with this new feeling, with this team, and get excited again, which at this point of the season I was. It is hard for me to not uh, look at this and think of it as a failure. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm excited for Dan Lanning. I'm excited if he gets a Pac-12 championship win. But in his first season. I'm just not looking at this as a successful season as a Duck fan. I'm sorry. Pessimist? Absolutely. But I don't think... <laughs> wow. I, I think that they could have played... After the Georgia game, all right, all right, my expectations were low. But leading up to this point, I, I thought that they were going places. I thought they were an elite team. And obviously, But they still I was, might go to the Rose ashamed. Bowl and play Ohio State or Michigan. But, okay, all right, that's an exciting game, but you can't tell me that every single season that it's this is... It's not the same. Yeah, it, it, there's just no feeling like that... There's just nothing. I, I would so, contemplate see, trading my mom for a Rose Bowl for my beefs. <laughs> We're in different positions, man. See if you want to yeah. talk. All right, put put Oregon State glasses on. Oh, my God, a Rose Bowl's awesome. Upsetting the Ducks, trying to knock them off of a yeah. college football playoff opportunity. That's been your height. So and, and I'm not trying to knock the Beavers. They're at a new new height in their program, and it's awesome. But the Ducks just they're going for different things, and I cannot be as excited seeing the last 12, 13 years of success at Oregon, but just not quite getting there every but, single but, time. But look how you don't get there, right? It's it's to who? It's You know what I mean? It's like to the usual power players of this game that have 40 years more years of investments ahead of you. Despite what Phil Knight is, it's just your, it's the blue bloods of blue bloods. And I would offer just this perspective here. I cannot change how you feel. But in year one, with an unknown head coach who's 36 and a play caller who's he's younger than my little brother. He's younger than I am. I would say if you get through it with two losses, 
I, See, here's I, can't, where I'll push I can't back. say failure. Here's where I'll push back. I, it's just the it's the verbiage that you use to explain the emotions okay. that you're feeling. That's the only area that I push back on because I agree with the general sentiment. But he might actually think it's a failure. I don't know. See, if, and that's where I just that's where I yeah. push back. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify this a first year head coach going and you got to go ten and two. I don't know if you're going to be sure. Utah. I don't know if you're going to beat Oregon State. Amen. I don't know if you're going to beat the Pac win the Pac twelve championship. Amen. Like we don't even know if all that's going to happen. So then maybe sure you want to go the failure route, but. Uh, I, that's where I just I won't quite call call it a failure. Disappointment, yes, and I know that sounds for people who have not won a Rose Bowl or been to a Rose Bowl in a long time. It sounds condescending and arrogant and all that, but there's a certain level of you, you, you've been there and you've done that and you've done it again. I mean, every coach outside of Willie Taggart that you've had since Mike Bellotti has won a Rose Bowl. Chip Kelly won a Rose Bowl. Mark Helfrich won a Rose Bowl. Mario Cristobal won a Rose Bowl. And it's great. Those They're fun. They're awesome moments, great memories. And it'll be it again if that ends up being your season. When you're when you're that close, it's like the, the Geico commercial. I feel like the old guy's got the dollar bill on the end of the fishing pole, and he's like, ah, ah, ah. Not right. You're just like, you're reaching That's up. That's Georgia, just, Bama, you're trying to Ohio grab it. State. I want to grab it. Give it a dollar. Give it. Give it. And, then, and then they yank it up at the last second, and then you end up back in the Rose Bowl. I feel like as an Oregon fan, it's just like winning the silver medal in the Olympics. You know, bronze, at least you got something. You're there. You, you, you worked hard. Gold, you're first. But... Silver, you were almost first. But isn't everybody like every single time? Isn't everybody Jordan outside of Georgia and and most years Alabama? Isn't everybody basically playing for a silver medal? Of course they are. Yeah, you're not winning a national championship this year. It's just a, it's a it's a it would we'd be about getting back to that sure. that point and being there as a program. And you're close. I mean, you're a couple plays away from winning that game. If you end up winning out, you're going to be kicking yourself. Right, you convert that third. If you beat Utah, you beat Oregon State, you win the Pac-12. You're going to be looking back and saying, "Man, we were one play away from winning that game." Which is, I think, to Jordan's point, he's experienced that too many times. Exactly, of that, you were right? that close. Yeah. You were that one play away from a quarterback injury or a high snap or a fourth down conversion. You win that football game, and this all becomes a moot point. You want to look into it a little deeper. I would just simply say, you can feel how you feel today if you're an Oregon fan. I don't know if it's just the Husky game. I point to though, despite how heartbreaking that was, like. Maybe don't schedule road games that are classified as neutral site games <laughs> against teams who won't reciprocate the feeling. Yeah. You don't play Georgia, that's your first loss. If you play some schmuck the way UCLA did. Or Michigan. Or, well, yeah. I don't know. Michigan's different, but I'm saying if you play like a nobody the way UCLA got bailed on this this year, you play South Alabama, that's your first loss. Yeah. And you're still having a conversation of like, yo, we can take care of business here. Utah, Oregon State, really hard games. But you play Georgia for for reasons that I'm I'm glad you did for, as a football fan, but from a program competing standpoint, I think the conference either needs to learn or is learn. These games just for their health don't make sense. I don't want to lose them as football fans. I think it's awful we've moved away from those big games. But you can't argue with the result of Michigan played nobody in non-conference and they're still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Right, their first loss might not be till Ohio State. So Oregon should sign PSU up to a ten-year deal right now. Like, hey, Portland State, <laughs> we want you game one for the next ten years. We're going to give you five hundred grand a year, five million dollar deal. Yeah, right. Stamp it you right give them now. at least a million. For I that mean, use, game. use USC as an example. USC is the only team left in the college football playoff race from the conference. They have a conference loss yep. similar to Oregon, a heartbreaking game that they very easily could have won. That could have gone either way. Who were their wins in non-conference against? Rice and, and Fresno State. Fresno State and somebody. They play else. Notre Dame at the end of the season, so they're oh, going to have at least a. I mean, you count that as a challenging right. game, sure. Right. Their wins so far in non-conference are against Rice and Fresno State. 
And this is again, I mean, it's that's a whole different argument and segment to get into. That kind of stuff from Jordan, I mean, that pisses a lot of people off when you say that level of honesty. I appreciate the honesty, though. I do. I, I see it. I just, I think both sides of that coin can be true. Like failure, discipline. Like I can't use those words, uh, I, but there is, there is a sense of you've been there and you've done that. And I don't care how arrogant you think that is. Is Oregon State fan just cool going back to the LA Bowl and going six and six every year? We know our lot in life. <laughs> See, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. If you no, go back not. to a bowl game, the novelty of hey, we made a bowl game's gone. If it's the same bowl game and you go six and six, you want to take the next step. What do you want to get to this year as an Oregon State program and Mo- a fan? Most years, dirt. Yes, in years like this, where this team is just more deep and they got a defense that you haven't seen in 25 years like let's say you lose arizona state you lose to oregon you finish the season eight and four or what would that be seven and five be seven and five seven and five and you end up back in the la bowl that'd be worse than i thought the season was going to be yeah so i beauty is in the eye of the beholder and expectations change as the season goes on uh, and I, Jordan's getting people all fired up. You guys have an eight as a wife, and you're sitting here like, <laughs> I don't got a ten. <laughs> no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying it kind of feels like that's what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying that year to year, I have to get up for this, and then just have my expectations popped like a balloon. So you know what? If Dan Lennon's not going to expectations up in three years or two years, if we're not going to see the height of the program being a Rose Bowl with a new head coach, oh, and then have man. to go do that again in another four years, all right, I'll stop calling this a failure. Okay. <laughs> I just a failure. You got a fun offense. You got a young coach who's yeah. smart. Like that's where I put it. You can't. I can, I'm not using those words. <laughs> I, I I understand the sentiment. You're just going a little too extreme. That game there, broke right? you. I think that game broke you, Jordan. <laughs> I think it did. It's okay Possibly. to say that. It was tough, man. That was a tough one on Saturday. You, um, you bowed down. You had to bow down. They had, they had to bow down. It doesn't man. feel good. Had to bow down. Um, okay, let's get to uh, one one other quick college football note on the conference that I want to talk about. We also got a poll question up. Did you like the fourth down decision to go for it there for Dan Lanning? You can go vote on that one. I'm going to get to a, a couple of NFL notes as well. As in, did we bury a couple of guys a little too early? we got a lot still to get to back after this. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select Select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Now that's how you get people fired up, Jordan. Well done. Uh, what air? What? What arrogance? You're not playing. Wait, I'm not playing. I was gonna go to practice today. Thanks for the heads up. I'm gonna go play golf instead. It's gonna be sunny. Do you think you could complete a pass in college? Seven on seven? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Offensive line? No. Like, right now, I give you the pads. I tell you what the routes are. Swing pass, screen pass? Yes. You're in shotgun formation, (laughs) one play. They're too big. The offensive linemen are too big. I'd throw it into their butt. I might get a tight end curl. Uh, Bernie tweeted, I said, Dirt is a longtime duck season ticket holder. I love the Ducks. They've had a good year so far. Let's not kid ourselves. Our defense is so bad that it's delusional to think that they were in the same strata as legit college football playoff teams. And this is where... I, I don't disagree with that. I, I'm, I don't think I'm trying to argue, and I hope that Jordan's not trying to argue. I don't think that he is. Nobody's trying to argue that if you go to the playoff, you're going to win. Like, no. Nobody, nobody thinks that. That's, that's not a thing. We've seen the Oregon-Georgia game. Do I believe it would be a little more competitive? Yeah, I think Oregon can play better against Georgia. You're not in that cat. Like, imagine C.J. Stroud against this Oregon defense. Right? Like, nobody thinks that you can win. What we've learned, though, about uh, – the college ball and the way we view these things is all that matters is making it like Lincoln Riley is considered a genius as a college ball coach. Is he not? No. I love pointing out that he gets his ass kicked every time he goes to the playoff. Well, he had one good game. He had one good game that they lost and blew a lead against Georgia. They had a big lead in that game and they blew it. That was the only one that's ever been competitive. Yeah. He gets his ass kicked. Right. But what do we think of Lincoln Riley? He's a great coach. Takes the team to the playoff every year. I, 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 yeah, I think that both can be true. Dude. I think um, what you're saying is right. But I also think like the evidence can suggest he is a pretty good coach. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying that level of stink of losing and getting blown out by the best teams in college football does not stick to him. Mm. And so I think the only thing that matters at this point in the playoff and the way we view conferences and the way that we view programs, that's the level that you're judged on. Who won the Fiesta Bowl last year? Oklahoma State? Did they beat Notre Dame? I have no clue. I'm who, guessing. Who won the Sugar Bowl last year? Was that a playoff game or no? I don't know. <laughs> Look, yeah, th- that point's been made plenty of times, right? Outside of your fandom and your bubble, people don't remember these events. Uh, I mean, hell, we remember it because it's the Pac-12, but, like, how many fans across the country remember even that great Ohio State-Utah game? Right? Like, it wasn't a playoff game. Well, let- and that one I remember because it included the Pac-12. 100% right. Um, I just... I think what you guys, what you're talking about, Jordan, I see what your perspective is here. Um, and most of the stuff is going to get it figured out. I, if, you're, if your consolation prize is Ohio State and Oregon, though, I mean, that's, that's a good consolation prize. And let me make clear, I, I don't think this team, they're obviously a Tier 2 college football team after that Washington game. They're not, you know, the level of the Marcus Mariota-led championship, uh, at least competing team that, what was it, like, beat Florida State by 40 in the Rose Bowl in 2015 on their way to the college football championship. I know. I know they're not that level of team. I get it. I I will admit that. Let me ask this. You put this poll question up last night. It got people fired up immediately. You got to pick right now. 
sports gun to your head? Who are you mm-hmm. taking to win the Pac-12? Yeah, I posted the question, and I didn't even know how to answer the damn question. Answer the question. Answer the question. you got to pick. Pick one. It's tough. Who do you trust the most? Well, the game I feel the least confident in this weekend is easily (laughs) Utah and Oregon. I just What team am I going to get? Awful defense, shaky offense, good Utah team, bad Utah team. I. I've Elite Oregon offense, bad Oregon defense, field goal, hold them to field goal. I, I like, you know. I, if I if you made me pick, and this is gonna sound idiotic, pick, pick now. Who? UCLA. Oh, I did not see you going that way. Well, I I think you UCLA is gonna be a home dog this weekend, and I say home because well, I'm I'm tiptoeing around the obvious that it's gonna be red. They're technically playing in their stadium. The Rose Bowl is going to be red and gold all over, not blue and gold. And so I, I still think UCLA's getting points as a home dog. I think they're slightly better. USC just lost die. They're banged up on defense. They played Colorado. I think they're destined to lose uh, another game. Could be wrong. Maybe it's just going to be USC the whole year and we're idiots. But I think if UCLA can get past USC and then get into the Pac-12 title game, you're, you're looking at who? You're probably looking at, well, is there a path for USC to get back there again? Because that'd be two losses, right? If they lose to UCLA, yeah. you would need UCLA to lose in their final game, and they play. And you would need Utah, because Utah can't win, because Utah's Utah got the head-to-head. That's right. So okay. you would need Utah yeah. to lose to Oregon, and you would need UCLA to lose to whoever they play in the last week of the regular well, season. Well, either way, I, I, just, I think UCLA can get who they face in the Pac-12 title game. And I include Oregon in that. Not they play that, at Cal as their last game. Oregon played a hell of a game against UCLA. Uh-huh. But then you go to a neutral side, and it's a different environment. Largely going to be a different game in some capacity. Traditionally hard to beat the same team twice in one year. You're making me pick on the Monday going into some tough games. I'm I'm begrudgingly taking UCLA. Who would you take? I think at this point, and I hate to do it because I've doubted them all year, if I had to pick right now, I would have to take USC. You're taking USC. You're in on the USC thing now. I'm not in on the USC thing. Well, I just, why would you pick them? Because I don't know how to feel right now about Oregon. And Oregon's <laughs> got un- undoubtedly the fi- the toughest last two weeks because they got not only do you have to beat Utah this weekend, and then you got to go play a good defensive team in Oregon State. So they don't have a, you know, Utah's got Colorado in the last week of the regular season. Utah's actually the team we should be looking at a UCLA's got Cal in the last week of the regular season, and this is the last Pac-12 game for USC as a two as a one-loss already conference team. so UCLA will beat Cal. U- UCLA will beat Cal. But all, Cal did beat Arizona by 30 points, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking And Arizona beat UCLA. I hate this conference. Did you see the Pac-12 <laughs> suck-titude graph? Did you, did you see that this weekend? It's probably awful. Because we now have a Venn diagram of every team, with Washington beating Oregon. Oregon was the only remaining un- undefeated team. They have There's a Venn di- diagram of everybody beating everybody. If you actually just put the Pac-12 in a circle... And you did a pie chart, it would actually just be Pac Man eating himself. <laughs> and then there'd be nothing left. So maybe it's Utah. Maybe it's Oregon. Could be USC. Maybe, right now, Oregon is the number one voted answer at well, 51%. Duh. I mean, duh. Who, who, posted, who posted the question and where we're at? You posted the question as a beaver. How dare you? No, I'm just saying, like, look where we're asking the question, though. We're in the state of Oregon. Like, of course, Duck Fan doesn't have any any balls to pick any other school they're going to ride their team usc is second utah's third so ucla least least ucla has two percent of the vote no. i think it's because i mean you lose to arizona i don't blame people for feeling that way I, I, i'm not off the ucla bandwagon i just think they were looking ahead to usc they no showed two oregon games i've i've gone into the ucla oregon game feeling very confident that ucla was either going to cover six or went outright got their ass kicked 
went into UW, Oregon, thinking UW could actually keep it really close. It was a 13-and-a-half-point line, I think. Outright win. I have no clue how to feel on a Monday about this Oregon-Utah game, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think come Friday I'll change much. I can dive into numbers. I can dive into this. I can dive into coaching. I... What kind of response do you get from Oregon? I mean, it's a question that we just don't know. You haven't had to bounce back from a loss since Labor Day weekend, and the team you played the following weekend was Eastern Washington. So the last game they lost, they they won the next, like, eight games in a row, and now I'm supposed to guess what Oregon team I'm getting. <laughs> right. 7.30 kick at Autzen, and then I asked the Utah game. Utah beat Stanford. You didn't play a real opponent. <laughs> You did not. It's like Oregon coming in with a win over Colorado. I mean, you don't learn anything when you beat bad teams. You know, as, as an uncle somewhere would say, who the hell knows with this team? Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Go vote on that one. Go vote hard, as they like to say, on primetime. And uh, we'll update the responses at the end of the show. Did we bury a couple of guys a little too early? That's next. First, here's Jordan with SportsCenter. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Here's a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 Every The life Fan we have some trouble. That's a fitting song for today, is it not? Well, turn on a little Bing Crosby, your life will turn around Jordan can't Be happy <laughs> Are you putting the poll question up? Is the poll question up? No, I did. I wasn't gonna. I'm not gonna do that to him. He had a lot of people pissed <laughs> off on the text line. <laughs> the poll question is up on Dan Lanning's decision who's gonna win the conferences. We had a listener that tweeted us and said, uh, "Jordan, tell me you never watched Oregon football before 2009 without telling me you never watched Oregon football oh, before 2009." Stop. So I I tagged you in that tweet and said, "CC uh, on the air, <laughs> yeah. Jordan." 
you guys are talking to a kid that was at the Civil Wars in the 90s where nobody cared. So st don't don't come back and oh, well, Jordan just doesn't know what he's talking about. Listen, I'm from Salem, lifelong Duck Mariner Blazer fan. I know my teams. I know how crappy we've been, and I know when we've been good. Why is it so bad that I want my team to be at the top of the top? Why is that so bad? Wow. I don't think it is bad. Um, I thought Washington was going to break dirt today, and I thought, oh, is he going to yell at me at some point? No, I think dirt's got a little more uh, level head here. Jordan, it just, you're surprising me a little bit, but I'm, I'm loving it. I think it's great. I think I, you should want the best for your team. What is wrong with wanting? I say this on the Blazers. What's wrong with me wanting nice things? Right. So, if, like, use the, the Blazer analogy. Like, are we just cool making the second round of the playoffs because we haven't won a championship in a long time and we probably will never win a championship? Or do you want more? This city, I think they're happy to be like, hey, we've made it for 20 years straight. <laughs> I think this city's happy to hear about the 77 championship over yeah. and over yeah. and over. <laughs> I, I think a majority is, to be honest with you. Huh? Maybe that's the case. But you're right. I mean, I, I don't. I don't root for sports like that, you guys. I want my teams to be the best, and I, I root be, not just to have fun during the game. It's not just about the ride, but it's about getting the ultimate prize. I think Dirt uh, highlighted this in the first segment. I think the best antidote to a disappointing team performance and result is indeed listening to Christmas music. I'm gonna plan out my lights today. I'm gonna get home. Make sure they work. See so what I need. I. You know, like I'm thatching my yard. I'm yeah. putting some seed down, and I'm getting my Christmas decorations out because God, it's I gotta take advantage day. of the weather. It's sunny. The sun's shining, baby, on a Monday. Now, if your team loses to Utah, eh, I'm not showing up. Next oh, week. and then they lose at Corvallis. No. <laughs> <laughs> you might hear me driving into a wall and never, uh, never hear from. Do you again? remember that scene in Me, Myself, and Irene oh, where God. Jim Carrey sees the gal buying the the product? At the checkout, and he finally snaps because yeah. she wants to cut him in line. A little extra cheese and a taco. You remember when he like loses it? That face he makes, where he's like rumbling, starts twitching. That's gonna be me though. If Oregon loses to Utah and Oregon State beats Arizona State, that's gonna be going into the Monday show. You're gonna be like, like freaking out, like on the brink of explosion. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> I love the back-to-back -back text. Somebody said, "Preach, Jordan." Next one. It's very weird when dirt's the reasonable one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, well, I don't think I'm going to have time to get to my segment here. Well, uh, shout out you, Dub, though. I know you guys don't want to do this. Dude, I, I did. It was the first thing. I, like, that's a huge win for Kalen DeBoer. Penix was amazing. I, I, if he can get that from Michael Penix Jr., which do we know if Penix is back next year? Does he I think it's, it's up to him. It's one of those? I believe okay. because of the COVID year, he has the ability to read. It's similar to Bo Nix. Like, they have the choice if they want to come back. If they don't want to come back, they don't have to. Boy, if they both decide to come back with another year in those offenses and then you got that game in Seattle next season, boy, look out for that game. Which, let me tell you, let me ask you this question. Outside of the interception, he was phenomenal. That, and he, oh, he was way, amazing. DeBoer, run the football, brother. You're on the two-yard line. Your run game's going all right. Run that first play. Don't throw it and roll him out. It's first and goal from the one. Outside of that, though, man, he he was great. He outplayed Bo Nix. It was, it was a great performance. Let me ask you this, NFL GM. Put your hat on. What round are you drafting Michael Penix in? Ah, he's kind of a, I think he's a fourth to seven guy. He's kind of a third day or second day guy. I don't know how to feel about it. I, you know, with the way NFL offenses basically carbon copy a lot of college systems now, you can talk yourself into saying, hey, he played in a air it out system and succeeded. His stats are out of this world. 
But I, I also, am I really going to trust that? Is that really viable on the next level after this one year? Same question could be asked for Bo Nix in the Dillingham offense. I, if I'm them, I don't know what the quarterback class looks like in two years. This one seems to be decently stacked. Like, there's some guys that I may not be sold on that yeah, end up the draft board. Yeah, maybe maybe staying another year and, you know, stacking up all those stats and maybe giving yourself a Heisman look the way Bo Nix was going into the UW. Maybe that's your best sh- uh, shot to show guys, like, hey, this is real. This is kind of who I am now. I found the perfect offense for myself. It is funny when you look at it. So they, um, this is Bo Nix's fourth year of college football. And this is Michael Penix's fifth year of college football. He was at Indiana for four years. Now, he's technically only a junior because you had the no counts his year of COVID, and then he redshirted. I think he just played sparingly his first year. Um, and so he, I don't think that counted against was him. Was that the four-game rule still in effect? Where I believe so. Four, yeah, he attempted 34 passes in 2018. That was his introduction into college football. And then the next three years, obviously, at Indiana. So I'll be curious how it works out for both of them. But, no, I, was, that's where I, I went earlier in the show. Like That's a that's a statement win for Kalen DeBoer. And we all felt like he's a good coach. We all knew he's won at every level he's ever been at. And he's going to revamp them offensively to get that win. and to kind of That was the one thing they were missing. They had a statement win early in the year against. Michigan State and the Michigan State fell on their face and we found out Michigan State was a bad football team they were looking for that they had their chance at UCLA it didn't go well for them they were looking for one of those marquee wins he had yet to, to establish that in year one well now he's got it <laughs> he did something that uh that Jimmy Lake never did and that is beat Oregon you do that in year one there you go well and, and I know Chris Peterson had back-to-back wins where they won 70 to whatever and 38 to three three or whatever the second year that they won 38-3, I think that was expected for UW to easily win that game. And maybe even the 70-point game, but they surprised with 70 points. I I, I kind of felt like, and I don't want to take anything away here because they got to the playoff that year. That felt like one of the bigger UW wins in a long time. To be able to be top 25 after beating an OSU team at home in a tough back and, you know, not back and forth game, but a, a tough physical game. And then go on the road at Autzen as as thirteen and a half point dogs, where you know maybe people thought that it would be close because it's rivalry stuff, but I don't think largely anybody here thought that that game was going to happen the way that it did in terms of the final outcome. Incredible, incredible coaching and effort by J- uh, Kalen DeBoer and that UW coaching staff and what they were able to get that team ready for and the plays they were able to make when they needed to make them. I I just. That was a huge win for UW, and I don't want to overlook that today. It's easy to do because Oregon lost, and there's ramifications from that. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, like, UW's got two more games. You take care of business this weekend. They play Colorado at home this which, weekend, and then you got the Apple Cup you in know, Pullman. Should be, I wouldn't be surprised the first quarter it's a little bit of a, hey, it's 3-3, and you're like, what's going on? And then they pull away. Yeah. But then you get the Apple Cup. And Washington State, man, they, they're kind of coming on the last couple weeks. Maybe that game will be determining for UW a, a 10-win season, which is crazy to say in year one. Yeah, remember the Cougs beat them last year and they waved the flag around the field in oh, Seattle yeah. against oh, yeah. uh, the, you know, the legacy Heward quarterback, yep. all that. So they're looking for some redemption there uh, in the rivalry game as well. Let's wrap it up. Poll questions, Monday Night Football tonight. Close it up next on The Fam. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
all with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, one thing we haven't talked about yet, we've got a lot of NFL notes to get to tomorrow. How about Daily Blast Live? You guys now Daily Blast Live fans? What is Daily Blast Live? When they cut away from Sunday Night Football last night, we got like 10 minutes of cancel culture johnny johnny depp conversation so you guys text us in the group chat i was doing the gambling show i had my game i had the niner charger game on an ipad to the uh-huh. side i'm doing a live program and i'm t- i get a text during a commercial break uh so did a football cut out for you guys i looked up on my ipad and it was black and i thought my ipad died and it yeah. was just weird they just they, they it just randomly cut to black in the middle of the game and everybody waited for it to come back on yeah. And then I changed. I was like, "Is it my like all of cable?" And I just went up, down, up channel, down channel, and those channels were still working. So it was just NBC. It was just an NBC thing, and they lost the feed for a while, and they had to put some Daily Beast Blast Live thing on there. And what is that exactly? I have no clue. I'd never it's, heard of it before. It's a syndicated, like, uh, kind of a daytime news program for like the twelve or one. They came hour. out of the gate hot. It was like talking about how Johnny Depp shouldn't have been canceled, and people need like it was like that kind of show. Oh, uh, one of those. Yeah, and there was like four people on a panel. And they were talking, and oh. I was like, what the hell am I watching right now? And then randomly, boom, out of thin air, there comes the Sunday Night Football game back on. Okay, okay, so cancel culture for five minutes, and then back to the Chargers Niners broadcast. And here's second down, Herbert's got the ball. I think it was like right at the end of the first <laughs> half. I'm like, what, what, what did I miss? What's happening here? So that was kind of crazy yesterday. Uh, let's get to the poll questions quickly. Lanning's decision to go for it, yay or nay? So far, 55% of you say nay. Too dicey right there. Mm. Uh, Beavs bounce back against Cal. Now 7-3. and three. What would their final record be? 62% of you say 8-4. and 9-3, and three, baby. Uh, the Ducks winning streak came to an end. What will their final record be? They're 8-2 and two right now. 46% say 10-2. and two. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Who is going to win the Pac-12 Oregon? 51% of the vote. 32% to USC. 13% uh, to Utah. Am I going to win my bet tonight? Uh, the commies getting 11 seems like a lot of points. This could be a spot where Philly, who is in the second half traditionally not 
putting on a whole lot of points. Could be a good spot for you. I'm probably not touching this game, um, so don't fault me there. Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. That is such an awful, non-catchy tune. Left hand up. Who are we? The, the commanders. commanders. Let's go, baby. Uh, I, don't, I don't even really want to watch this game, if, if I'm being honest with you. I can't blame you for that either. Uh, all right, there you go. Good little show. If you missed it, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com. At Turton Sprague and at 1080thefan on Twitter. We'll tweet it out. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Thanks for being part of our Monday calls next. Listen to 1080 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.